Good morning, everyone out there in Radioland. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And don't forget, all of our programming is available on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Also, it's time for the shout-out, and our shout-out today is for our sponsor, Good Life. Good Life Programs and Activities is a 50-plus health and wellness center in Concord. They offer low-cost or free exercise and art classes, as well as trips, socials, and educational seminars. Visit goodlifenewhampshire.org or call 603-228-6630. They are located at 254 North State Street in Concord, and I can tell you as someone who has done their programming, and, and we, uh, we talk with Caitlin from uh, Good Life every month, they always have something for everyone, and they are a great organization here in Concord. So Good Life, yay, Good Life. All right, so today we have a guest, is someone that I really um, haven't known at all, but uh, he is the new principal at St. John Regional School here in Concord. And yes, those of you that know that I work at St. John's, he is my boss. So we are going to have to have a good a, a, a good time here because you know what? I have a lot riding on this. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Stephen Daigle, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's going to be a pleasure. You're such a nice guy. And you're a youngin. You're a youngin taking on St. John Regional School, which I think is just awesome. I'm sure that the whole school community is going to be thrilled to have you. So tell us a little bit about Stephen Daigle. So everything I've done, my whole working experience has, has been working with kids, and, and I hate to you know have that sound like a cliche, but I, I honestly don't know what it's like to, to work in a financial center or, or, <laughs> or a cubicle or, you know, everything I've done, whether it was a lifeguard or a camp counselor or working at a children's uh, psychiatric hospital um, or just in the classroom, everything I've done has, has involved kids. and uh, That's awesome. I, I love it. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, you are going to be a great principal. I mean, how important is that in running a school, right? That you're centered on the student. Yeah, that that is that is the main focus, and and I hope to you know keep that going at St. John's because mm-hmm. it is a, it is a loving and and, and thriving community um, in the center of uh, Concord. Right, it is. Well, um, those of you out there that have joined Art for Living in the past know probably remember um, that I started in January at St. John's after teaching at a school in Manchester for seven years, which I really loved the kids at that school, um, kind of bonded with them, you know, saw them through sixth grade through high school. It was a great school. So when I made the change to St. John's in January, um, it had been a while, a few years since I had worked in a Catholic setting, and it was absolutely the best thing I've done in a long time. I really enjoyed the kids. Awesome students at St. John's. And I I enjoyed most especially the environment of the learning at St. John's. I really do heartfully believe in a Catholic education. It is different than the public sector. Um, It just is. And St. John's is a great school. Well, it it is a a tool that we often utilize in classroom management that, uh, you know, 
other schools that are not Catholic or faith-based don't get to tap into. And, um, you know, at any point of the, of the class, depending on how it's going, teachers are willing and encouraged to, you know, stop and, mm-hmm. and say a small prayer and, and bring the kids back to, you know, their main journey of, of why we're all here. Right. So it, it, we, we do like to utilize that tool. Yeah, it's a wonderful tool. And like you said, just a little bit of remembrance now and then. Um, we have actually have a little prayer that I've I've taped on the back of the piano. And I try to remember to say that prayer before our class. Sometimes we got going so well that I have to admit, you know, I kind of forgot. But um, it's just so nice to be able to say, you know, a couple of sentences before you begin, in my case, um, bringing music to the youngins at, uh, at the school. And it's, I just can't speak kindly enough about the whole thing. No, and I can't agree more. And, and um, you know, when it comes to the academics and, and you know, it's different grade levels for the kids where they're, you know, third grade, they're learning multiplication or, you know, first grade, they're learning to read. Um, you know, as the principal and, and being in a Catholic school, I like to, you know, look from 10,000 feet and, and just and kind of encourage the power of prayer that we can utilize at a Catholic school. And that's something that stays with them uh, for their whole life. And, right. and, and I've been saying this for years. So, you know, who's ever listening and, and knows who I am, you know, you've probably heard me say that a million times, <laughs> but uh, it, it's true. And, and I want the kids to know that and, and the teachers and the parents to know that, sure. um, you know, we're all kind of one big community but uh and that's that's really the thing that was impressive um because i i did teach at a couple of catholic schools some years ago in in manchester and uh then started at founders which i was at for seven years and um you know not it's apples and oranges obviously so it's not to compare per se but the community aspect certainly at St. John's, was something that immediately was like, ooh, okay, this is really cool, um, where everybody was working together, I felt, anyway, uh, in, in the school last year, uh, for the benefit of the kids at that school, for nothing else but them, and that is what it's supposed to be. Why have a school if the top priority isn't going to be each and every kid sitting in those seats? And so I think St. John does a great job. When when you come, now you've come from, where are you from? Um, so I'm born and raised in Barville, Rhode Island. Oh. Uh, it's a, you know, a small hick town and, uh, <laughs> away from all the, the nice parts of Rhode Island okay. is how I like to refer it. So it's up in the northwest corner there of the state. And uh, I, I consider myself having the best childhood you could have. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the smallest population in the state, but one of the biggest towns in the state. And oh, so, really? um, you know, one of the reasons why we moved to New Hampshire, we love the woods. Yeah. We love the woods. Well, you're um, in the right place then. We are. We are. <laughs> and so it's, it's been more than we could have ever imagined moving here. Um, that's a big deal. That's such a, that's a lot of work, right? Yeah. And, big and change. we took a bunch of weekends coming up to Concord because, uh, you know, I was in discussion and I knew the job, uh, opening was there mm-hmm. and, not that it was a lock by any means, but we wanted to make sure it was the right move for our family. And, and, you know, we've moved a few times, but uh, we were in Florida for, for seven years. 2014, we moved to Florida. We had two winters in a row in Rhode Island. We had four feet of snow, frozen solid. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were, were shoveling the back of our yard for our dogs to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So uh, after the second winter of that, 
you know, my wife and I both agreed we're out of here. Yeah, we've had enough <laughs> so of this one. <laughs> we gave, we gave, yeah, we gave Florida a, a shot, and, and, you know, we, we didn't hate it, but yeah. we didn't love it. Uh-huh. And so we gave it seven good years, made a lot of good friends and yeah. uh, a lot of good experiences. And then as soon as our my kids and, and our kids started to uh, play hockey and, and snow ski, and we said, okay, we're, well, we're back going back North. to New England. <laughs> so we're happy. Well, New, New Hampshire will be a good place, I think, especially since you like the outdoors. And, you know, it's a beautiful state. It really is. I, I have to say that every time I drive around New England, um, New Hampshire really is a jewel. Even driving in the highways, you know, you never see as much trash or unkept highways well, even, you know it was you know we weren't far from uh new hampshire yeah. we were in newburyport massachusetts for the last two Beautiful. years and so i was uh lucky enough to be the principal at st mary's uh of the annunciation in danvers massachusetts for the last two years okay and uh experience in the north shore of massachusetts for the first time beautiful place yeah um but just you know that we had a month of kind of shuttling things moving to New Hampshire and moving to Concord. And every time we crossed that border into New Hampshire, it was like a breath of fresh air <laughs> and like your shoulders kind of <laughs> relaxed a little and and the cars kind of disappeared little yeah, by little yeah. and, and the traffic went away and, and the woods and the mountains in the yeah. background and everything was... Uh, I totally agree with you. I grew up in Andover, Mass. Okay. And uh, went off to college and then off to sing. I'm an opera singer okay. and I uh, had had fun, you know, pursuing my career. But when, when I got married and settled down and had kids, um, it was time to make a home here in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And so we've kept the music flowing um, in New Hampshire. But I absolutely agree. It's There's something about New Hampshire that is a bit different. Yeah, and that was, you know, something you just mentioned. You had to make a home for yourself. And so um, my wife, Jess, Jessica, and uh, my two young kids, Levi and Madeline, seven and eight, um, that was one of our decisions to move. Like we didn't know if we we're going to stay in the North Shore, and and my daughter's going into third grade now. So it was, we didn't want to ride out another, sure, you know, three or four years. And we kind of needed to decide where we were going to make our home, and and we wanted to do it soon. So it's good um, timing. Yeah, Concord was was the place, and that's where we're going to raise our family. That's so, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Well, if you're just joining us. Uh, Stephen Daigle, who is the new president at St. John's Regional, is our guest. We're going to take a little break here. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Stay tuned, because we will be right back. Welcome back to Artful Living. Jane Cormier, your host here on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And our guest today is Stephen Daigle, who is the new principal at St. John's Regional School right here in Concord. And if you're just joining us, the first segment we sort of talked to to Steve about what uh, how we came here, you know, to St. John's and what the story was. And uh, it's kind of fun. I mean, uh, he's a young man here, young guy. And um, he's certainly, I think, going to bring something very special to St. John's Regional School. What, what, do you, what do you think is the one thing you're going to prioritize coming into that seat? 
Well, after this radio segment and and the the magazine article that's coming out from the parish <laughs> and and all these things that are uh, have kind of revolved around me is has been very awkward in a way because uh, <laughs> I, I'm just the school principal. Um, oh my! But um, there's no chest. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, this is this. I feel like I'm a little out of my league here. But um, no. the one thing I I want to bring and and something you know I I feel like I did bring to St. Mary's um, last two years is. You know, there's there's more to a school than than just the academics. Mm-hmm. You know, the the reading, the language, the ELA, the um, social studies, history, all the academics. They're going to be there. The kids are going to have their homework. They're going to have their tests. They're going to have their quizzes. But there's more to school. There should uh, be than just the academics. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's the whole child. And <clears throat> I I barely knew most of my principals. Uh, when I was in school, you know, and and the only time you did know the principal is if you were in trouble. That's right. right. <laughs> and and maybe the the culture has changed a little bit, but um, I I want the kids to know who I am. I, I want to know every kid's name. I I want them to come to school excited because it is an exciting thing. It's an exciting journey for them to mm-hmm. um experience. And you know, as a as a principal who's in the building with them every day, you know that that's one of the best jobs in the world to me. Yeah. Um, and you know, to, able to help the teachers and help the parents and help the kids. And, and, you know, I, I say I have the best worst job in the world, um, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I say worst in a, in a joking way because it's not all Cause it's hard. rose, rose uh, colored glasses or whatever yeah. the saying is. But, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's definitely some, some rough nights I, I have to deal with, but uh, yeah. mainly, mainly the kids, the kids are amazing, you know, whether they're misbehaving or, or they're their poster child for the school all the kids yeah. are amazing and they're all on the same journey together right and that I think actually when you said the one thing that you said and I've actually heard you say it twice because when I first met with you you said it too and it was the thing that stood out to me probably of everything that you said uh, was that you wanted to know all of their names yes because you know <coughs> what that tells you um, yeah that really tells you everything you need to know right yeah, and it'll, it'll take me a little bit. Yeah. It'll take me, me a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that that's one thing where, you know, the kids walking through the door and, and, and they see you and you shake their hand. And I, I, I like to tell them, give me seven. Yeah. You know, that's that's five fingers and two eyes. Okay. So give know. me seven. And, and, you know, after a while it becomes a joke. And then, sure. you know, they're going out of their way to shake my hand. That's and, right. And, 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 you know, that's that's some of the, the small things that sometimes get lost in the cracks. And uh, I think that they get lost even more today because of all of the technology and all of the things that these kids are growing up with that certainly when I was growing up didn't exist. Um, socialization skills, understanding you know, how people are speaking to you that maybe belie the words that you're hearing. None of that can happen for students if we're not engaging them, like you said, seven, five and seven, right? Looking at someone is sometimes, uh, I have to kind of tell my kids, I, and it's not just St. John's students, I teach privately as well, but sometimes I have to remind them, you know, guys, I'm talking, right? Mm-hmm. You're engaging in a conversation with me. Let's look at, you know, if you can, let's yeah. make eye contact. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, technology is not going anywhere. I know. Um, so it, it's, you know, I don't, I don't want to use a, a violent term, but it's a double-edged sword. Totally. Right? It's a totally. double-edged sword. So, um you know the standards are increasing. The technology's there. It's it's only increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. As soon as you as soon as they open that screen, yeah, they're they're secluding themselves yep. from the other 
the peers and what's going on around them. So the, the engagement with their peers and the teacher, um, it, it falls short a little bit yeah. as soon as that technology is there in the classroom, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, what they're doing. But, um, <clears throat> you know, in our roles, it's important to give them that experience and teach them how to use it. How to use it. Indeed. Right. And so, but it's also good to teach them how not to use it. And your example as a teacher in that classroom goes a long way. I know even in, in the experience at other schools I've taught in, um, Founders was fairly uh, technology-based, which I had to learn, you know, going in. But um, it was good for them to see that I was not bowing to the altar of technology when I would be teaching with them. Because they have enough of that, you know, to deal with on their own. We didn't watch stuff on, you know, I, I only use technology when it can absolutely um, heighten what I might be teaching in the classroom. It's it's the board, it's me, it's you, it's the kids, and it's the topic. Right, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes it's, you know, tough on the teachers too when they have, the, the kids have their Chromebooks out or whatnot mm-hmm. because, you know, it, I, I've been in similar situations where the kids have their Chromebooks and I'm behind my teacher's desk and you can't see and, and I can't see what they're doing so it's 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 more energy you know the teachers have to um, you know protect themselves make sure that they're watching what's going on and, yeah. and kind of be behind it's, the kids when they have the electronics out because you never know what they're doing and, and they they mean well they mean well but you know well, sometimes they're gonna, they're gonna push they're gonna push as far as they can <laughs> yes. go there you so, go there you uh, go it's, and and you know the funny thing is is that uh, I think folks parents or people outside of a school environment, um, if you have a teacher that's really plugged in and wants to make sure that they're on top of everything, right, that you're not doing anyone any favors when you lay back and sit at your desk and off they are doing whatever they're doing behind, which can be easy to do when you're overwhelmed with something else, you know, as a teacher. So you have to be really skilled yeah. as a teacher to, to keep that eye out and to most effectively let the students know what the expectation is, and then standing by it. Right, right, right. It's and, a trick. And, and I hope none of the teachers are listening because you know, <laughs> I just got done planning our, our professional development days that are coming up uh, here on Tuesday and, <laughs> and some of the things I want to talk to them about. But, yeah, I, I refer to that as, you know, I, I tell the teachers the four corners. Hit the four corners. Mm-hmm. You know, it's simple. Um, it, it, a lot of times people get so in-depth in with things, and really it's – it's just being mobile in the classroom. It is. Hitting the four corners of the classroom. Hitting the, speaking to the child that, you know, might want to hide in the back mm-hmm. of the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives them a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being mobile and, and knowing, uh, having those kids that, you know, are shy. Sure. Maybe, but knowing that the teacher is there and, and they're walking around the classroom. Right. Uh, that, that's a big deal. With, with, with technology, it's a whole different set of skill skills absolutely you know when you're just the teacher not just but when you're teaching without necessarily the chromebook in front of the kids um i think that that's one skill set to engage everyone now when they have the the dumb i hate i sometimes call it the dumb box in front of them um it's a whole other skill set now because you have to make sure that it's used properly and that there's an integrity with the expectation of how you're going to use that. Sometimes I would find myself, I'd walk around the room uh, if, if they had to use the, the which they did um, at Founders for my academics, they sometimes had to use them. Uh, I would go to the back of the room and they would forget sometimes that you were back there. Yes, you know? yeah. But it allowed you, if you waited a little bit, um, it was valuable for you to learn 
which student you might have to have a talk with with the integrity of what you're supposed to be doing in the classroom, which is an important. Mm-hmm. And it goes far beyond the one time that you remind them because once they know that you're going to be there, mm-hmm. right, you might be able to change them to be a little bit better with their choice. Right. And, and, <laughs> and it, it's a lot of people's skills and, and relating to the kid and, and, or the child and, uh, you know, scolding them or saying, Johnny, you know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be on this. You know, or, uh, sometimes I go about it as asking a question. Hey, yes. how can I help you? Hey, are, yeah. are, we, are we on the right track? Yeah, here? you go. Um, you know, where can I help or, or where'd you get lost? Yeah. And then, you know, then they know you're there. They care. But, yeah. you know, you mentioned teaching. Teaching's hard. Teaching's hard on a good day. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I like to tell people they're not tellers. They're not just up there telling the kids they're, they're teaching and there's a lot more to it. Right. Um, and a lot of things, you know, I, I, I don't want to offend anyone when I say this, but a lot of people feel like they know how to teach because they went to school. Yeah. Right. You might've heard that. Yeah. Um, you know, you have multiple people that, oh, why are they doing this or why are they doing that? And and a lot of people feel like they know how to teach sure. because they were a student, right? But there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to it than, uh, you know, having summers off and, and vacations and whatnot. I know. Sometimes teachers can take a rap, a bad yes, rap. Yes, yes. Um, but that's a whole other that's a whole other program we could go on with about. Uh, I hear the music. We're going to take a little break sure. here. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Stephen Daigle is our guest today, Art for Living. Hang tight, because we're coming right back. Welcome back to Art for Living here. Jane Cormier, your host today on WKXL, New Hampshire, talkradio.com, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and of course, our station satellite, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Uh, our guest today is Stephen Daigle from St. John's Regional School, and we've been sort of introducing ourselves uh, to his his new job as as the principal and uh, we've talked a little bit about teachers we've talked a little bit about students do you know what I want to talk about next is parents and <laughs> I have to tell you I think I've told this story before to some educator here on on uh, on our program I can't remember what it was but I'm going to say it again I'm going to tell it again that uh, I was for a, a time um, no, no, not academic. I forget what it was now. I forget the title what it was, but it basically I was the person that you went to when you got in trouble, um, like an assistant dean. But, you know, I found that uh, I got to know parents in a very different way in that position. I always had a good I, 20-something years of, of teaching. I think I've had one time where I had an issue with a parent, right? Always had good relationships. When I became that assistant person, you know, assistant dean, it was a different relationship that I held with in regard to that position. And I got to know parents in a different way. Um, I don't believe that we have ever been in a position in our culture where it has been so tough to be a parent, to be a good parent today. The the stresses that, that are on parents and in my experience, and, and this is surely not part of St. John's, but I think just you know making 
uh, generalized um, statement. Sometimes parents, I think that in schools, we don't listen enough to the parent. Not that we need to change anything, but that we just don't always listen. (laughs) And sometimes I learned just listening, just listening, made all the difference. I don't know about you. I know that you've been a teacher for a while, but do you see that the the parent interaction has changed in the past few years being a principal at a school? Um, depends on, so maybe explain a little more on which way you're going here. I think that um, there's certainly in the past couple of years, two, three years, I think we've seen an uptick in challenging behaviors, for instance, with kids, right? COVID, you know, whatever, technology, whatever you want to point to, challenging behaviors. And so when you have to talk to a parent and bring them in for a discussion to converse about what it is that you're seeing, okay, I always got a a feeling or a reply from a parent that nobody, nobody really cared about the kid, right? That, and that was crushing to me because if we can't engage parents, in a, in a productive way. How do we engage their, their kids? And I think parents just don't feel heard today. I really believe that. Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> and, and I just want to make sure that I'm not about to alienate, you know, 200 uh, family members out there no. before, before day one. Yeah. Um, no, the, the parents are the, the primary educators, the, the primary educators, and, and we're just, the, you know, as a principal, as the, the teachers, we're here to just kind of guide them through this, their journey, but the parents are the, the primary educators. Totally and, agree. And whether it's a discipline issue, an academic issue, or whatever the case may be, um, I always encourage more communication, the better. And, and you know, I, I keep using the word Johnny, so I apologize if your son's name <laughs> Johnny, but, know. you know, it, it comes down to, you know, Johnny's misbehaving in the classroom, and, and, you know, a lot of times teachers these days are maybe afraid to reach out to the parents, right. but really... The parents are, are the have the key. They yeah, they, they know their child the best. So I always encourage it. You know, regardless of what Johnny did in class, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's okay to contact the families and ask, hey, what are some recommendations? You know, yep. what 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 can you help me with? Like I tried this and this and this. A conversation. And, and, yeah, and this and that didn't work. And and I just recommend the parents know the kids the best. Absolutely. So what can we try in the classroom that might help Johnny? That that we don't know about, that I haven't tried yet. So and conversely, <clears throat> I, that is so true. And I think conversely, even something that we don't think about is that when we engage a parent, let's say that there's a challenging behavior, and you're honest, and you're upbeat, right? The idea isn't to pile on. The idea is to just express what you're experiencing in the classroom and how you might be able to help. I Almost to a one, no matter how difficult the situation was. I mean, I've dealt with violent kids, right? Um, those parents are so grateful for someone to hear them and maybe work with them that you are going to get the best benefit for that student because that parent has now buy-in. They don't feel like their kid is just going to be, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're just going to treat the kid whatever. Just get through the day, right? No, if they know you care and that you're going to push a little bit, you now bring them in. And that is the key to make everything work for everyone. Right. And, and you know, another part of it, too, is it's not always going to be fun and exciting for the child. And there's going to be days where the child comes home and is, is you know, 
depressed totally. or, 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 you know, not as happy as how they, they did in the day or, or, or a grade that they got. But, um, I, I just, that's, that's kind of part of life and, and what they're learning as a child through their experience of life that, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to have hurt feelings. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to feel down. Um, it's, it's, it's in my role and the teachers and everyone in the building, the adults to, to kind of teach them strategies to deal with this because, you know, if they go through their whole educational journey and they don't experience any hardship or they don't struggle or they don't feel hurt feelings and then they go out into the real world, uh, have we done our job with that? No, No, because it's not what life is about. It's not real. Right. Right. The kids get it too, you know. I mean, that whole thing. Um, I would be astonished. I I work a couple days a week at St. John's. I come in and I teach one day a certain number of classes and, and another day a certain number, seeing every kid in the school once a week. Um, it was a big change from where I was because where I was before, music was an equal thing to math and science. And so I would have a class three times a week, each class, right? So it was a different thing coming in. I remember I had to go back to that original, I had that way back when, and now this schedule was the same. I was shocked and how many great conversations and you know, seeing me once a week is not really conducive to building relationship, right, with the kid. Um, and yet I would have good conversations with these kids. They'd come in, they'd tell me things, they'd ask me questions. We sometimes would talk a little bit about something before we even got to any music. And they loved that. They, they everybody from the top down wants to be heard. <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. And, and I encourage all the kids you know, to experiment with an instrument or a music. And, and I don't know if that's kind of where you're going with that, but I I, I tried to play the guitar and, and, and I kind of got the two two parts of it down where, you know, you're learning the notes and, and you're learning the... Uh, <laughs> the strumming. The strumming, mm-hmm. but the, the different frets, I got lost. So then I moved on to the piano. Yeah. And the piano and the keys were great, but as soon as you added that pedal in there... <laughs> That was the third third strike for me, and then so I moved on to I moved on to a foreign language, and so go. I'm trying to you know learn a foreign language and whatnot. Yeah. But I, it it's really good for the kids and and um in their development and how their brains developing because when you tie the music into it, yeah. um it it's 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 like reading, right? Reading is is a is a it strengthens your brain, but it's also a stress reliever right. too. So you it's. It's it's like a, a everything's connected, and you know what? I wasn't I wasn't making any um, aspersions or anything to music. Sure. My my point was is that if if a student feels like your door is open to hear them, you can see them once a week, and you can make a meaningful connection. Once the kid understands, once that student, I say kid, it's my old, I'm old. Uh, once that student understands that that teacher cares about them, and it's, there's not much effort to that, you know, just like care about them and you make the relationship. And once that is in you, that's where the work gets done. Right. And it's funny you say that because one of my graduate, uh, grad school, my projects were my, my, you know, I don't know if you'd call it your thesis, but my main graduation project, right. Mm -hmm. We had to, I picked, uh, morale and, and, you know, student relationships with, with the students. And, um, you know, a lot of the research, research out there says, you know, a lot of people get caught up in the mix and, and the teacher's like, hey, how's it going, Johnny? Hey, how's it going, Susie? How's it going? Just general, how's it going? Yeah. After a while, that that's actually a, a negative impact yeah. because um, 
It's just too general. Mm-hmm. Where if you know if they like horseback riding, you know that they like soccer, you know what football team they like. Right. And you can start engaging in independent conversations with them that that's tied to that child. Yeah. And then they know that you have an interest in that. In and them individually. <clears throat> individually. That's right. Individually. And then... Then they're excited. But it's everything, isn't it? How the microcosm of that one relationship is really everything. Because it's the same thing with the parent. Once the parent knows that that teacher, even though their student might be having challenging or negative behaviors in the classroom, right? Upsetting the classroom. And you talk to them, but you talk to them as a real individual. It's right. pay dirt right. every time. And. And any parent that, you know, has to have a difficult conversation with me, we're, we're still all working That's towards the right. same goal. Yeah. You know, we still want the same thing. And it will work once they get that. Right. That's, that's my point is it fixes almost everything. Sure. We're going to take a little break here on Artful Living, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Ah, almost lost my breath there. All right. So hang with us. We're going to take a little break do our little advertiser and then come back and Stephen Daigle will be here from St. John Regional School. Welcome back. Artful Living here. Jane Cormier, your host on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. And, of course, we are at WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And uh, anything, any programming that you might have missed here on WKXL, you can access online at NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So if you are just joining us, we have a wonderful guest from St. John Regional School. The new principal, Stephen Daigle, is joining us today. And we're talking about all things education and people. It's been a great conversation. Um, you know what? Let me open this up to you, Stephen. And what, what would you like to, to talk to the folks about with regard to St. John's Regional School? Um, basically just... You know, St. John's Catholic School is right in basically the center of Concord. And, <laughs> it is. Um, you know, a lot of people might not even know about Catholic education or where the school is. And um, I understand that. Uh, I went to public school myself. Me too. For, for, for most of my uh, education. And, uh, you know, it. I nothing against public schools. They're great. Yeah. Um, a lot of good schools out there, a lot of good teachers, everything. Um, and it's free, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that is a misconception too for for a Catholic school that um, a lot of people might think that you have to pay thousands of dollars mm-hmm. or or you know that it's only the smart kids that get to go to a Catholic school or whatnot. And that is that is so wrong and so untrue. Mm-hmm. Um, we we want to accept everyone that wants a Catholic education. And uh, what does that mean, a Catholic education? So that's a tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we support. You know, people's faith, all faiths, really. But you know, we do, we we do get to practice that Catholic faith, right? Um, in Catholicism, uh, in school, in every day, mm-hmm. and and you know, it brings us closer to God. And and our main journey is to go to heaven. Yes. Right. Right. It's it's not your uh, eighth grade algebra one <laughs> chapter ten math test. Right. Right? It, right. It's 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 how to work and create those habits, but. Really, our goal is, is to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for any of those parents out there and families that have thought about it or interested in it, you know, I encourage them to come take a tour. Not just St. John's, but any Catholic school. Sure. You know, it, it's it's a different experience. And, and 
um, a lot of people thrive from that experience. And, and a different experience in a good way, in every way. I have to say that um, last year when I was working with some students that weren't Catholic, um, I never at all felt any kind of uncomfortability factor with them. Do you know what I mean? Because, mind you know, I had been at a public charter school. It had been some years since I had taught in the Catholic school. And um, I was, you know, just a few years out, you're wondering if a student family, you know, doesn't practice Catholicism, right? Um, Maybe there's like this, when you're in the classroom, how much do you want to talk about that, et cetera. So I just sort of, I thought, you know, I'm in a Catholic school. We have prayers here. We're going to do Catholic kind of music along with fun stuff, you know, popular fun stuff, right? Uh, And build this together. And I was happily, uh, I found out happily that even the students that weren't necessarily Catholic, right, enjoyed what we were asking to do together as a group, whether it was singing something or uh, saying a prayer, nobody, I didn't see anybody having an issue with any of it. So, you know, when it's good, it's good. And it sometimes putting a name on it doesn't really do it justice. Right, right. And 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 I want to get, I don't really want to get into any misconceptions of, of the Catholic faith and whatnot, but it really does have good morals. Mm-hmm. And it really does bring people together for yep. the better. For sure. Um, and so that's 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 the journey we're on as a school and all Catholic schools. Yes, absolutely. Catholic school is, is to me, um, very different as an educator. And I get to work as a real teacher in a classroom that, for my purposes, isn't distracted by technology overtly and allows a personal relationship in, in every good way with my students. So for me, I'll never go back. I will never go back to the public sector again, ever. Of course, I'm near the end of my career, so. <laughs> and, and, and for myself, I, I've never had a full-time job. or You know, I did a little substituting in, in public schools and whatnot. But for the most part, um, I've always worked at a Catholic school. And That's great. And it's, it's, uh, I've always seemed to work out for me, so I, I, I don't plan on changing anything yeah. <laughs> when it comes to that. If and, it ain't broke, right? Right, right, absolutely. Uh, so... <laughs> So you said you taught. What did you What did you teach? Uh, I was a math teacher, middle school math teacher. Wow, math yeah. teacher, huh? Yeah, and and I loved it. And if I don't want to say if I could go back in a second, I would, because I obviously there's plenty of math teaching roles <laughs> out there open. But right, um, right. You know, I I loved it. I loved teaching math, and and I I felt like I got the kids to enjoy math, and That's even those kids that come into math class and they're like oh uh, math class i know, you know? and hard um but i i loved it i loved teaching the kids awesome. i loved getting them excited for it and mm-hmm. uh and that's the beauty of working at a school yeah you know you, you get to thrive off of their excitement and their energy right and it's actually very um there's at least in my mind there's no real rote to teaching because all the kids are different right so if you're a good teacher and you're in the classroom you can immediately see uh just by interacting with the kids who needs what who d- who doesn't need that you know and you see you're, you're juggling like 12 balls in the air and i find that f- i love that i'm right. never bored they always keep you on your toes uh how do i teach my subject in such a way that they will embrace it when they leave right the classroom or never take music again maybe they'll remember something later and 
and go, wow, yeah, it's really cool. So, but yeah, teaching is definitely something that is not for the, it's, you have to be ready to do it, but um, never boring. Yeah, and I always find it funny when you know, a lot of teachers get their master's degrees and, and, and they master, like, you know, so I, I'm, I got my master's degree and I mastered the art of teaching. And <laughs> it, yeah. it's, 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 it couldn't be any further from the truth because yeah. you're, you're never mastering uh, the teaching. It's, it's more of an art. It's more of yeah. a craft. And that, that's improving from year to year, day to day. And, and the dynamics. Class to class. Class, exactly. <laughs> the dynamics of each classroom from year to year is, is totally different for the yeah. most part. And, and so you have good years, bad years. But yeah. the, it's just the, the different dynamics of the kids change. And, and that's also uh, amazing and, yeah. and keeps you on your toes and keeps everything interesting. That's always the benefit, too, when you stay at a job a long time. Right. I mean, that was the fun part about being at a school for seven years were, was that you saw the development and the changes as they happen with those students that you really knew. You know, I'm kind of looking forward to this year because I kind of sort of, you know, know my students. I wasn't there, what, six months. Right. Um, you know, I think I have an idea, but it's going to, like you said, shift a bit this year. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that all falls out and. You know, sure. where we're going to be this year. I'm looking forward. Music at, at St. John's this year is going to be great. I'm excited for Me it. Me too. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for the arts and, and uh, you know, teaching in general, um, just having the kids there in the classroom and, and the teachers and what they bring to the table. Yep. I mean, the teachers, are, it's all about the teachers and, and the energy they put into it day to day for, for the kids and the families and the parents. And, uh, you know, they're... They are the the real heroes and, and the people that definitely do not get Enough. the credit yep. that they deserve. Indeed. I believe that's true. It's true. So um, when do we start? What's the first day of school? Uh, August 28th. So what's today? Today is the 17th. So uh, you know what? This will run before the first day of school. So you know what? Can people still contact St. John's if they want to... Um, Come to school? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you're interested in a shadow, come, you know, we can accommodate your time. What is a shadow? There, um, or, or a tour, a shadow. So, so initially I recommend a uh, tour. Come come tour. Okay. Come call the school, schedule a tour. It doesn't have to be during working hours. You know, we can accommodate, accommodate you, you mm-hmm. know, after school hours and whatnot. And then um, from there we like to do a shadow day where the kids can take a day out of school wherever they are. Um, and come experience the life at St. John's Regional. That's so cool. We saw that a lot last year. It was fun. Yeah, and yeah. It, it is good for the kids to actually see the day-to-day, oh, yeah. the classes, the environment. and, and um, it's it. I'm excited to, to be at St. John's, and, it, and I, I've got to meet you know a handful of kids so far, but I'm really excited to really August 28th. Jump in there, the huh? kids are all there. Yeah. You know, they're happy. They're excited. And, and yeah, first day of school is always the best. Yes, I'm yeah. excited. Yes, absolutely. So if anybody is interested out there, um, the website is very simple to get to. So stjohnregional.org. stjohnregional.org. And their phone number is 603 225 3222. 225 3222. Easy, easy, easy. And uh, you can set up a tour. And then a shadow, and and even that you can even start with Sunday Mass at, at Christ the King. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful parish. It is. Um, Father Rich is the pastor there. I hope that's okay that I'm saying his name, but he <laughs> is a great guy, uh, more than welcoming since I've been here. And uh, the church is 
is thriving at Christ the King it on Sundays. It is thriving. All different masses. It's always full. Yes, it is. And that's a, that's a great thing. And you don't see that in every parish, unfortunately. You don't. Totally agree with you. So totally come, agree. come by on Sundays or, or come by Monday through Friday for St. John's. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Stephen Daigle, for joining us today. Principal at St. John's Regional School. It was a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. Ah, pleasure. All right. So now we're going to... We're going to say goodbye here. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. That's NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Jane Cormier, your host for Art for Living, and we are signing off until our next segment. Have a great day.